Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. It's your host, Robert Poole. Today, we're going to talk about that all-important skill of getting in front of decision makers and setting the appointment. Let's get started. You have a B2B small business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we talked about the, the whole premise of setting goals, particularly around New Year's and how the, there are some very important prerequisites before you even start setting goals. Today, I want to talk about a subject that a lot of people, salespeople and entrepreneurs struggle with, and that's how to get in front of the right decision makers. You know, this is one of those skills that's required to stay in business, particularly with B2B, and it doesn't matter if you're the one actually making the calls or reaching out to decision makers. The principles are the same, and we all have to master this skill. So all of this applies whether you're the one making the calls or reaching out to the decision maker directly, or if you have somebody else doing it. And it also applies uh, if you're getting through to decision makers in another method, uh, like uh, email or regular mail or social media channels. But, you know, overall, what's the key thing that you have to master with this skill? I think the most important concept for getting a meeting with a decision maker is really to show them how it's in their best interest to take the time to meet with you. Besides that, nothing else matters. I mean, when it comes to that, uh, usually what that means to them is you're going to save them money. You're going to make them more money. Uh, you're going to make their life easier. You can help them look better to their boss, to their employees, to their spouse, whatever. Uh, you can help them with some sort of necessary business problem that, you know, they don't necessarily want to deal with, but they can get it off their plate. So you really have to spend time and answer the question uh, and why they should spend time with you. I mean, what value are you really bringing to them? You know, they have a high dollar per hour equivalent, uh, you know, probably as an owner or a high ranking executive. And so you better make it worth it. You know, if their high dollar um, per hour equivalent is, you know, $500 an hour. Well, guess what? You better, you know, even if your meeting is only half an hour, you better show at least $250 of value in their mind uh, for them to even agree to the meeting. So you also need to have a hook that gets their attention, you know, sort of a what's in it for them. And then what's the result that they're actually going to get from the meeting? That's another super important point. There's really four parts to this in my mind. Number one, you have to have credibility. Uh, and you also have to use a script. And, oh, yes, I said that. Um, and we're going to talk about that. But you have to do the necessary follow-up to remember you and, and actually show up for the meeting because uh, you don't want to schedule a meeting and have them not show up or waste your time. Um, and then, you know, you've got to speak in simple terms. There's way too many people that try to use these fancy uh, highfalutin, you know, uh, 25 cent words, you know, that uh, are just not speaking English for lack of a better term. So let's uh, take these one by one. Credibility. You know, the number one thing you can do for credibility, in my experience, is get someone else to make the initial call for you and or confirm it. You know, this really sets the tone for the call differently than if you make it yourself. You know, if you make it yourself, you really have to work hard not to come across as just another uh, salesperson. You know, if someone else sets you up as the expert, it becomes much more of a business meeting between peers versus them feeling superior, you know, and barely listening to you right out of the gate and not trusting what you're saying because you're just some salesperson. 
I mean, does the doctor call you themselves to schedule an appointment? No, he's got an assistant, of course, uh, and neither would an important executive. And you shouldn't make your own appointments either, in my mind. You also want to use any credentials you have, not, you know, hey, I'm a PhD or whatever. You know, that's not what I'm talking about in conversation. But when you're communicating via email or whatever, you know, if you have a degree or something, put it in your signature block. Uh, do other things to, you know, put it in there subtly, but you don't want to harp on it. But just, you know, kind of hint at uh, your background that you actually do have some credibility, have some credentials. You know, some other basic things. Uh, obviously, you need to have a professional image online. And that means at a minimum, your website needs to look good. You know, it, it amazes me over the years in our company and how many companies don't even have a website or, or they have one that uh, hasn't been updated in years and looks like it was built in 2005. Uh, you know, your website is the modern version of your business card, so it better look professional. You know, and the same thing with social media. Even if you're not actively using social media, you need to have some kind of social media page with at least your contact information on it that looks decent. And, you know, here's a big one. Uh, it amazes me how many companies, you know, small companies, obviously, but, you know, they'll use a, you know, bobsplumbing at gmail.com, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, that, you know, you've got to have a real domain, meaning, you know, bobsplumbing.com or something, you know, with your email, you can't get away with using some sort of um, third party email uh, domain. It just makes you look unprofessional, like you're not really in business. You know, and then, uh, you know, you also have to have a professional phone system when somebody calls in, you know, it's in the old days, you know, you would and it'd be a little bit more difficult. You'd have to hire somebody to answer the phone and, you know, set up professional voicemails and all this stuff and expensive phone equipment. But these days you can use cloud-based phone systems that are very affordable and make you look like a professional company, even if it's just yourself. So that's number one, credibility. Number two, script. Uh, yeah, I said script, and you must use a script. You know, a lot of people, I get a lot of blowback on this, and over the years, people have fought me on this idea, uh, even within my own company, and it's just, um, you know, nobody likes the idea of a script because it just seems cold, but, you know, it just really drives me nuts. Uh, you know, people say, well, you can't script a, a conversation because it's got to flow and with the conversation, what they say, and, you know, and all that, so I can't use a script. Well, I say BS to that. You know, you need to have a script memorized and thought out with very specific wording and a specific presentation and know it backwards and forwards. And the reason for that is so that you can, so, quote, dance with the script, meaning as the conversation goes different places, you can insert different pieces of the script, but it still rolls off your tongue uh, like it's you know part of the natural conversation, but the wording is chosen very uh, specifically. So if you don't have a structured script, you're going to Get off on one rabbit trail after another, you know, wherever the prospect wants to go and lose control of the conversation. So, you know, and this also applies to emailing or social media, any kind of contact. You know, you still need a script, but we just call it something different. It's a template or a sales letter, but it's the same concept. The wording matters, you know, and the scripts are really a, a simple, you know, framework or formula. And every single script and situation can follow a very basic outline. You know, as I said, over the years, people try to fight me on this and say, well, you know, the script's got to do this and that. And, you know, no, you know, no, it's really comes down to four things. It's who you are in attention getter to say, basically, why should they listen to you? A very brief one or two sentence offer of what it's going to do for them to listen to you and then close for the appointment. And most importantly, shut up, um, you know, and that's really all it is. All scripts need to follow that basic outline. And, you know, people, again, have tried to fight me on this. but if you break down a good script, that's all it, uh, all it contains is those four pieces. You know, other things to keep in mind with scripts, uh, 
you know, you have to use a hook up front. You know, you've got to reason, uh, give them a reason to talk to you. Um, you know, something that gets their attention, something that's going on, you know, in the news or, you know, some law that just passed that might affect them or, you know, something that happened to a competitor of theirs, you know, that is relevant, something that's going to make their ears perk up and say, whoa, I better listen. You know, um, number two, you know, when you're talking to them, get to the point quickly and, and talk to them about their needs and desires. Geez, I, you know, I can't tell you how many clients have come to us over the years with, a, you know, a script that's six pages long and, you know, it opens up and just starts talking about how great they are and how great their business is. And, you know, that is the absolute kiss of death. You know, your prospect doesn't care about you or your business and what your background is or anything else, you know, how great you are. You know, and yet most salespeople, that's what they do immediately on the phone. They start barfing all this information about, you know, how great they are and their company's been in business for 50 years and blah, 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 blah. And it means absolutely nothing to the prospect. So you need to talk in terms of what their issue is and what their problems are. One of the things that uh, personally drives me nuts is, you know, um, using fancy terms in the corporate and ease like, you know, this is a discovery call or a consulting call. You know, I mean, what does that even mean? You know, it just sounds like some, you know, somebody, some consultant wrote it, you know, and got paid $500 an hour or something to come up with something fancy sounding. You know, just speak English, you know, uh, obviously, if you speak English, um, you know, but if your fifth grader doesn't understand what you're saying, it's probably too complicated. So you've established credibility. You've got a good script. You know, what, what do you do then? Well, it doesn't do you much good if the meeting gets canceled or worse, they don't show up for the meeting, either in person or on the phone, and, you know, you've wasted your time and theirs, you know, so how do you make sure they show up for the meeting? Well, when talking to them, you know, either, again, if it's you or somebody else, you need to use the correct wording and make sure to let them know that you're serious. I mean, things like, you know, you might say to them, hey, can you do me a favor? If you need to reschedule or cancel, will you promise to call me and let me know? I really appreciate that. Other things, you know, like, hey, great, do you use Outlook or some other calendaring software? Great. I'll send you an invite. Please look for it. You know, um, something else, uh, myself or my assistant will call you to confirm, as I know, as we all get busy, you know, use words and phrases like, can you do me a favor? You know, I would really appreciate it if you don't mind. I mean, you know what it's like, Mr. Prospect, you know, so those are the kind of wording that you want to use uh, when you're talking to them. You know, other important steps in the in between the time when you talk to them and schedule a meeting and the actual meeting you know, you need to send them confirmations of a meeting via email when you first talk to them the day before and even the day of. I mean, you can't send too many emails. So generally, we all feel like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm pestering this person. But you got to keep in mind, we all get hundreds of emails a day in business. And, you know, you're you're not going to annoy them. They're just barely going to remind because they're barely going to see your email. So don't feel bad about that. If you use uh, Outlook or something like that or their, whatever their preferred calendaring software, you know, use a calendar invite. And then when you're sending an invite, you know, don't uh, just send just the invite. Include something of value, something that they had to actually read, you know, not a brochure in your company that tells you how great they are and how long you've been in business and that sort of thing. Again, that's meaningless to the prospect. You want to send them something that has some value to them that they want to go, oh, that's interesting. You know, that I want to read that, you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, if possible, you know, when you physically mail them, you know, hey, thanks for talking to me. I'm looking forward to meeting with you on X date or whatever. And you know what, if they're, if you have a high enough margin product and they're a big enough potential prospect, FedEx it, you know, people ignore regular mail, but you know, a FedEx is always going to make it to the decision maker's desk. The secretary may open up, you know, regular mail and throw it out, but they're not going to throw out a FedEx. You know, anything else you can do to stick out in their mind, uh, 
you know, the more you can get them to remember you, the better chance of a successful meeting. You know, if they mention they're a fan of a sports team, you know, I mean, send them a freaking sticker or whatever. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just something to tell them, hey, you listen to what they had to say and you're actually concerned about them. So anything you can do that uh, will just help you stick out in their mind. And so the last area, you know, if you're co-calling via the phone versus email or social media, you know, the uh, question is, you know, should you call yourself or, you know, someone have someone else do it? You know, they both work for different reasons. Um, but, you know, I obviously, like I mentioned, I prefer uh, having somebody else do it because I think it makes you look better and sets the right tone. But, um, you know, in general, you, know, you think about cold calling, it's very boring and repetitive activity. It's time consuming and it's fairly low level because it requires just reading a script successfully. You know, the person doing it doesn't really have to know the details of your product or service. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to get into details of the meeting for scheduling the call anyway. You know, my preference is to have someone else do it. You know, obviously, I'm a little biased. My company, Sales Double, does appointment setting, you know, as part of our service. But, you know, and I don't do it because my time is spent better on other activities, just like, you know, the time that you're taking of a decision maker and how much their time is worth. Your time is worth a lot more than, you know, a 15 to $30 an hour appointment center. And it sets you up uh, as the expert uh, that you're important enough not to make your own phone calls. You know, so you can do this two ways. You can hire someone to do this in-house. And I mean, that's how we started as a company originally. Um, but I will say, you know, this is, as you can imagine, uh, this is a nightmare, you know, to manage some people sometimes. You know, you have to control and you can coach them and that sort of thing, which is good, I guess. Um, but very time consuming. Uh, you may have to pay them benefits. And, you know, so cost can certainly be a factor. But, you know, you can also hire a third-party firm like Sales Double, but you've got to be careful. I know firsthand how easily you can get burned. Again, that's why we started as a company. And, you know, for uh, third-party companies, uh, there's some benefits, too. You can easily budget because you know how much you're going to spend. You know, there's no management hassles, no equipment, uh, office costs, no hiring issues, you know, and there is more diversity with using a bunch of callers versus just one or two that you can hire on your own. And, you know, generally using an expert is, is a better idea. But the downside is, you know, you're not going to be able to micromanage them and train them, you know, how you'd like, of course. And if you do do it yourself, you know, you're able to have deeper upfront conversations with the decision makers. And again, I recommend against that um, just because the scheduling the meeting is about scheduling the meeting. Exactly. You don't want to get into the details of your offering and, you know, get shut down on the phone, you know. And but, you know, if you do it yourself, you all, of course, don't have any cash outlay. And, uh, you know, you do get direct feedback from prospects and you can tweak your approach, your script. So there are some benefits uh, as well. So you just have to decide what's right for you. So, you know, in summary, looking at this whole idea of selling the meeting, you know, your whole approach uh, to selling the meeting with a decision maker is to really figure out how you can show them that it's going to be worth their time to meet with you. I mean, nothing else matters at this stage. You don't want to talk about product details or sign topics. Uh, you don't want to get off on rabbit trails. You want to focus on one thing, and that's getting the meeting and setting the right tone for that meeting. So you want to figure out the best reason they'd want to meet with you, script out those talking points, memorize them until you know them like the back of your hand so you can do that dancing with the scripts, and then do everything possible to make sure that they actually show up for the meeting. I hope this gives you an idea of you know, how you should approach trying to get in front of decision makers. I know these ideas work as, you know, we've made as a company over 30 million, you know, calls using these techniques. And I'd recommend you take a look at what you're doing and see if any of these ideas may help fill the holes. Most importantly, take action. Nothing happens until you do. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. 
please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.